6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. And welcome to the Friday edition of 6.30 Chad Afternoons. I'm Jaylen. Great to have you along this afternoon. You can get a hold of me anytime at 780. Uh, oh my goodness. How did I just forget this? 780 <laughs> It's funny how that happens sometimes, isn't it? It's a number. It's something that you know you say every day a zillion times and then oh, it's gone. It might be because it's Friday. A shortened uh, show today as we make way for draft coverage at 5 o'clock. Reed Wilkins, Bob Stoffer will take care of that coming up just after the 5 o'clock news. Want to let you know that the show is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Get your AC today with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Lots to get to on the show today. I know uh, my first text this afternoon... Talking about the snowbirds, someone saying, hey, I just drove out of Camrose. All the planes are here. We will talk with Major Brett Parker. He is one of the snowbirds pilots that's coming up just after 4 o'clock this afternoon. Expanding a little bit more on rural internet as well. That announcement from the province yesterday afternoon about that $150 million investment. It's a <laughs> kind of like uh, peeing into the ocean, to be honest with you, when uh, you're looking at a billion-dollar cost just to do it in Alberta. Just to get uh, rural internet broadband expanded in this province. So Canada-wide, it's even a bigger cost. But there's a, a group of people who've been working very hard on trying to get things done here in Alberta. We'll uh, we'll talk to them coming up. Uh, wanted to start with this news today, and it's news that we've been talking about, or it's it's a topic that we've been talking about for um, a little while here on this show. Ottawa announcing today that it is finally announcing today that it is fast-tracking the immigration process for Afghans who worked as interpreters and translators for the Canadian military during the 13-year war in Afghanistan. The risk of retribution from the Taliban is grave. Afghans who have supported Canada are routinely and deliberately subject to threats of violence, torture and death, as are their families. And these threats are only intensifying. That is Immigration Minister Marco Mendocino, and he made the announcement this morning along with the Defence Minister, the Foreign Affairs Minister. Don't know a lot of the details at this point, but we know that along with interpreters, cooks, drivers, other staff employed at the Canadian Embassy in Kabul will be eligible for the special immigration program. Um, We don't know how the Afghans will be brought to Canada. They're keeping that hush-hush as well because of security concerns. Now, just over a week ago, our first guest joined us voicing his concerns for the safety of the Afghan people. He worked alongside during his three tours in Afghanistan. Major retired Quinton Ennis, welcome back to the show. Hi, Jalen. Uh, really good to be back. Oh, your initial reaction to the news today? I am cautiously optimistic. I'm, I'm gratified to see three cabinet ministers standing up and working together, uh, demonstrating that the, the government, our government, can get things done. And I'm, I'm happy to see that they've got a plan. Quentin, uh, we know that the devil's always in the details, right? And we don't know much about those details right now. What are you watching for? Well, we're looking for the specifics of when and where. Um, We need to be able to communicate that to people on the ground in Afghanistan. And uh, that's the the big unknown right now is, uh, is 
when do they plan to take people out and where do they plan to do it? From from what you know from your contacts in, in Afghanistan, I you know, we know that these folks are, you know, not just all in one spot. They're not all huddled together, let's say, in Kandahar City waiting to be, to, to be taken out of the country. They're spread out. So uh, when you look at the... Um, the logistics of this, I mean, this is going to be a, a, a big, um, big operation and there's going to have to be a lot of collaboration going on. There is, uh, Jalen, but you get, have to remember that there's still uh, relative freedom of movement within Afghanistan. So we've had interpreters that have moved from Kandahar to Kabul over the past week, some flying, okay. um, some by road. And we've advised people uh, on where they need to move and how they need to move. So what we're, we're driving for is a situation where the bulk of the interpreters, the bulk of the people who are coming out, are in fact going to be concentrated in Kabul. Okay, well that's good news. Um, uh, Major retired uh, Quentin Ennis joining me this afternoon. Now, you've been talking with folks in Kabul. What are, what are you hearing on, on the ground um, uh, about you know, reaction to this news or just what it's been like over the past few days? People are very relieved. Um, the people that I've been talking to in Kabul have extensive long-term contacts with us. So they're, they're happy that Canada is going to do something. Uh, we still have a lot of credibility in, in Kandahar, in Kabul, um, and amongst the Afghans, despite everything that we think. Uh, we, the Afghans are, are still quite attached to Canada, and they still think highly of Canadians. When we, when we look at uh, this this process and how it's going to unfold, we know that the U.S. announced that, um, I think it was pretty much they were just going to fly uh, everybody out and taking them to a U.S. base for, for process. Um, as we mentioned, we don't know a lot of the details about what's going to happen on the, on the Canadian side. Um, you know, when it comes to the process and, you know, the length of time that this took, when you take, <laughs> take a look at the process that the Canadian government has been, um, you know, trotting along on here what do you think about that and are, are you worried that it could get um maybe a little bit more delayed given what we've seen over the last little while i'm always worried that our bureaucracy will kill us it's it's one of the things that's it's one of our achilles heels we try so hard to be fair uh that we end up being slow and deliberate and sometimes that's not the way to go sometimes we need to be quick and decisive but I'm also gratified to hear that language, quick and decisive, coming from the ministers. They're saying we need, we need a streamlined process. Mm-hmm. They're acknowledging that. They're saying that they are willing to lean forward on this. And people have already been leaning forward. So, for example, I submitted a file um, last week to the, uh, the military. I got an email back two days ago saying that the file had been accepted and it was being passed to citizenship. So I'll be submitting two more over the weekend. And when people ask, you know, what are these files, right? What does mm-hmm. that really mean? Well, Afghans, because they've lived in a stable state through their lives, they don't take anything for granted. So an Afghan carries with him, uh, he'll carry a little portfolio that will have his Tashkira, which is his, his Afghan uh, birth certificate. The Afghan government has been issuing people with uh, identity cards, and, they, and a number of them have passports. So... And then, in addition to that, they'll build a file. So their file will have copies of their contracts. The file will have certificates and letters of reference. And they carry this stuff with them to keep it safe. So that's what we use as the basis of the file that we will put forward, um, mm-hmm. first to the military, then to citizenship, and then we go. 
Uh, we know that uh, the, the program that uh, the Canadian government used um, years back had some limitations on it as far as the amount of time that uh, that someone had to work for the Canadians um, and, and who was eligible. When, when we're hearing that things are opened up, and again, still devil's in the details, but you, you must be optimistic that this is going to be able to reach many more people. I'm cautiously optimistic. So as you say, the devil's in the details. The numbers that are being bandied around, I think, are, are sufficient. The, uh, one of the uh, reporters in the press conference today mentioned two to 3,000, and mm. n- none of the ministers corrected him. Hmm. So I, I think what you're seeing is, a, is an attempt to you know, redress the deficiency of the, of the previous program. The previous program was a good program. Don't get me wrong. It was, mm-hmm. it was a very uh, well-thought-out, well-managed program, but I think it was perhaps unnecessarily restrictive. Uh, they're going to be a little bit um, less restrictive this time, and I think the criteria that people will focus on is the actual threat. So what kind of danger are these people uh, under? What, what is the threat to them? Rather than focusing on the nexus of, well, how much work did they do for Canada? Yeah, 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 good points. Uh, Quentin Innes joining us this afternoon. Thanks for making time for me uh, again this afternoon, and uh, please uh, let's stay in touch. And uh, as this continues to unfold, uh, you know, keep us updated, and I'll, I'll make sure to check in with you as well, okay? Will do, Jillian. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Major retired Quentin Innes joining us this afternoon. He was the one that we talked to was a week ago yesterday uh, about this. And uh, today, uh, moves being announced, what the federal government is going to do for those for those on the ground in Afghanistan who really were the, you know, the, the, the right hand uh, men for our for our troops, they were the interpreters, they were the fixers, they were the drivers, they were the cooks, they were the the folks that worked in the embassy, who right now are under huge threat in Afghanistan as the Taliban continue to make gains. The U.S. has left uh, that country. The Taliban uh, taking control of more and more areas. We'll hear from those ministers who spoke at that conference uh, coming up after this.